This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. I would encourage all of you to go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. See what Eagles Saving Nations is all about. We're in desperate trouble. The United States is going to collapse as far as the Republic. And judgment will definitely fall on America if there's not a Great Awakening. Great Awakening is a national repentance, which is a national revival. We've got to have it. They're trying to collapse the Republic right now as we speak. And only Christians can stop this insanity as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. If the church will not rise up, then sadly, just like all through the Bible, the people of God have to go through, if we want to say, tribulation, persecution, bondage, slavery, until after a season of crying and repenting, God brings them out of it again. But unfortunately, there's a lot of pain and death in between. Go to my website, worldministries.org. Org and join Eagle Saving Nations today. I have with me again, as my special guest, George Carneal. He wrote the book, From Queer to Christ. From Queer to Christ. And this is, I believe, an important book. I hope all of you get it. From Queer to Christ. It's on Amazon. Is that right, George? Correct. And Barnes & Noble, other places as well. They can find out more information at my website, georgecarneal.com. Okay. So I did one program with him. If you did not hear it or see it again, you could watch or listen right now to the warning program. I urge you to go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. And watch it or listen to the program. Today is going to be like a part two. We're going to add on information that we did not really have time to cover adequately. Are you ready, George? I'm ready. Okay, I've got some questions for you. One, even the title of the book probably tells you uh, George was a homosexual. I'll tell you what, his testimony, he grew up in a pastor's home, and you need to get the book or watch my interview or both. He came out of that lifestyle realizing what it represented. God wasn't happy, and he's here to tell you that you can come out of it too. Whether it's homosexuality or whether it's adultery or fornication, whatever the sin is, you can come out of it. You can be victorious. I believe that's the message, correct, George? Correct. doesn't matter what bondage you're in. You can be freed in Christ. Amen. I know a lot of people in different types of bondages, whether it's sexual mm-hmm. bondages or alcohol or drugs or what have you. Mm-hmm. But the point they need to know is there is a future. God can set them free. And so obviously they need to cooperate and they need to come under the blood. They need to accept him as Lord and Savior, and then to follow him. But the point is, whatever bondage you're in, God can set you free. You know, that's the beauty of it, George. God can set us all free. Exactly. I didn't know what freedom tasted like until God gave it to me. And I just regret that I didn't get it 10, 15 years ago. I hate that I lost 25 years of my life in that lifestyle, but God has his reasons for everything. Well, amen. And since we are born with a free will, you cover it in your book, a lot of times he has to wait on us to (laughs) cooperate with him. Yes. He's always ready to set us free, but, uh, (laughs) you know, are we ready? (laughs) Exactly. 
Okay, question number one, how can pastors best address the LGBTQ issue from the pulpit, George? I would say to pastors, if I were in the pulpit, I would lovingly let my congregation know that I'm always going to call out sin. And I'm not going to yell and have such fervor or what have you over the sexual sin of homosexuals, but go very light on the sin of heterosexuals and affairs, et cetera. So it's important to let everyone know you will always speak on sin and you're going to do it in love. But that's the purpose. We are called to speak the truth of God's word. And yes, God is love, but he's also wrath and judgment. He hates sin and just lovingly give them the truth. Well, that's so important. Question number two, what can the church do to help LGBTQ individuals who are trying to exit that lifestyle? It's important to understand that once you leave that lifestyle, in my case, I lost 90% of my LGBT friends. I lost my support system. Okay. So you go into a church where a lot of people are ill-equipped to deal with the issue or they fully support it, which is the worst thing you could do as well. But it's important for the churches to give these individuals a safe place to come in and hopefully sit under the conviction, under a pastor who has the conviction to speak to the truth, all of God's word, and sit under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And additionally, it's important for them to understand that when the individuals leave that lifestyle, if God has not changed their feelings for someone of the opposite sex, There's the issue of growing old and being lonely, and we all want to love and be loved. So it's important for the church to also have programs for the single individuals, gay or straight, so they develop their own sense of community and not feel so lonely because it's the isolation that drives so many of the LGBT people back into that life. So it's so important because what would really depress me is the churches would have all of these family days with the children. And it would really make me sad because it was a reminder of what I wasn't and what I would never have. So it's so important to have programs for the single individuals as well. Very good. How should Christians handle witnessing to LGBTQ individuals? The first thing you've got to do, and this is so important, and this is how the Christians in my life dealt with me. I knew they loved me and they befriended me and that I knew they cared about me. They didn't see me as a project that needed to be fixed. You have to understand a lot of the LGBT individuals are very distrustful of Christians. So if you could befriend them and get to know them and gain their trust and then sit down and genuinely ask them, can you just tell me about your life and what you went through? You will find that most of these individuals have gone through traumatic childhoods, suffering from shame, trauma, rejection, sexual abuse, you name it. But if you can get to those root core issues and, and share with them even something personal about your own life, but how God delivered you and what Jesus did in your life, it will give these individuals hope. But it's so important to develop friendships and let them know that you truly care about them and they're just not another number to fix. Well, that's good. And, and you know, going into that past of hurt and pain and rejection and shame, and it seems like no matter what bondage you're in, drugs, alcohol, etc., people have been hurt and shamed and rejected, and these are broken people. And as you know, Dr. Hansen, whatever the root core issues are, we all act out differently. It's no different than the woman who sits in the bar and sleeps with a lot of men. There's, there's something that's missing even in her own life. 
But God will deal with those root core issues if we have people praying for us and you get the right kind of counseling. And that's how God really worked in my life. And once I dealt with those root core issues through counseling and through the help of the Holy Spirit, all of those things that were driving this bad behavior and this need to sleep with men dissipated. And I've been out of that lifestyle 16 years. I know it works because God does the work. Amen. Amen. So that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, whoever is watching or listening, uh, this is very important to help people regardless uh, of of their problems, regardless um, whether, again, they're a drug addict or alcoholic or, or uh, just a womanizer or you know, a lesbian or homosexual, whatever their their problem is, if you go into it, their past, a lot of it is the same, hurting people, hurting broken people. And through the love of God, if you'll just show love and friendship and care, uh, again, God can bring them out and set them free. Amen, George? Amen. It's not our job to fix them. It's just to merely give them the information and what Christ can do for them, and God will do the work. That's good. That's good. What would you say to the LGBTQ individuals who are resistant to the gospel and their hatred of Christians? And as someone who's been there, I would say to these individuals, I'm not a self-loathing, mentally ill homosexual as I've been accused of being. I spent 25 years in that life and I was miserable and I hated Christians, but God really dealt with me on that. And he did put Christians in my life who had the heart of Christ. And I would say to the LGBT individuals, please get the chip off of your shoulder and stop being defensive. The world does not revolve around you and your sexuality, but if you can stop for a moment and just breathe. You've listened to the the narrative of the left. Listen to the narrative of those of us who are trying to warn and sound the alarm of what God's word actually says. The liberal theologians are lying to you. And once God woke me up and dismantled those lies and I saw the truth and I got it by also reading God's word that I really searched diligently and I was sincere in my wanting to find out the truth and walking with God. And I want you to know God's word is clear. It's an abomination. You can't twist it any way, other way. And hell is real and people don't want to hear about it, but it doesn't matter what we think, feel, or believe. All that matters at the end of the day is what God's word says. And he talks about hell. It is a reality. And we have God and Satan in the spirit realm fighting for our souls and they love and God loves you, but he, he's, he gives you free will. So when the Christian is coming to you, hopefully in love, get the chip off your shoulder and just listen, because we care about your soul and where you spend eternity. We're not worried about your feelings. So for me, I had to uh, get to that place to re- receive the truth. Well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's important. And uh, it's important for pastors to know, like you said, uh, they need to continue to speak the truth in love, but they need to speak the truth because uh, so many pastors are are capitulating to this woke mentality and they're not helping the people. They're hurting the people as they go along with something that is already uh, condemned in Scripture. So when you go along with a woke mentality, uh, the culture is... is uh, transforming you instead of you healing and transforming the culture, George. Yeah. And I want to say, Dr. Hansen, this is the sad thing. There are actually pastors out there when I know personally, and even from friends of mine who have gone to pastors and so desperately wanted help to have pastors tell them, we don't deal with that. You're on your own, kill yourself, castrate yourself. There are actually 
pastors out there that cold hearted. And if your heart is so cold and hardened that you can't see that Jesus died for the homosexual as well, he covered all sins, the porn star, the murderers on death row. How dare some of these pastors have such a cold hearted attitude towards people in bondage? You may not understand it, but that's not the right way to to handle this. That's why people like me are out there trying to arm pastors with information on how to help these individuals. God loves them, and Jesus died for them as well. So I'm asking people to please have a lot more compassion and sympathy and and patience with these individuals. They are broken and hurting, but God loves them. Well, so correct. And on the other hand, there are pastors that have capitulated, capitulated to the woke mentality, and they don't want to speak against this sin. In fact, they, they... they somehow have been so brainwashed that they accept it, George. And to those pastors, I would say this. You're only getting a sanitized bird's eye view of this issue from the media and Hollywood. But when you sit and listen to those of us who've come out of that lifestyle, people have no idea how destructive and dangerous that lifestyle is. You have no idea what you are pushing these individuals into. It is the most hateful thing you can do to support someone and affirm them and push them into that lifestyle because you have no idea what awaits them. And so the casualties I've seen in that life and how it nearly destroyed my life Listen to our stories, the ex-gays, ex-lesbians, ex-transgenders. Listen to us. We are warning you and sounding the alarm. And Christians, if you really care about these individuals, you will lovingly speak the truth of God's word and help them not go down that path because you're pushing them into further rebellion against God. And you will stand before God and answer to that, for that on Judgment Day. Very good, George. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in, you're watching, listening, The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. Both of them an apostolic prophetic ministry. We've got to have another great awakening. Go to my website, worldministries.org. We have to have a great awakening. Uh, Judgment is falling on the nations. And so, again, is a new world order trying to bring all nations under its power, under its authority. Persecution is really coming to Christians. We've got to have another great awakening in America to be a sheep nation, not a goat nation. We need God on our side and not God uh, allowing judgment to fall on us. So join Eagle Saving Nations today. That's worldministries.org. Special guest again, George Carnell. And he wrote the book, From Queer to Christ. You can see it behind me. That's George Carnell, From Queer to Christ. And we're talking about what he has as firsthand information on this subject that many people don't seem to understand, many pastors don't understand it, but yet, if we can understand how to minister to them, it will help us ministering to anybody. It doesn't matter who they are. Uh, Bondages are the same. People in drug addiction and alcoholism and and womenizing and and everything else, uh, they're broken people. They're hurting people. Uh, If we want to say they're messed up people, if we want to use another word, they're imperfect people. But if we can understand this, we can help them. And that's the whole point of the gospel is helping, setting them free, uh, the good news, the gospel. So again, George Carneal, from Queer to Christ, he authored the book. Now, George, uh, point number five or question number five, what should parents do and not do? 
when it comes to handling this situation with their LGBTQ child. Dr. Hansen, let me say real quickly to the pastors and to the Christians, in the back of my book, I take all of the talking points of the liberal theologians and the LGBT activists, and I debunk them with scripture. So I've really laid an outline and put the work in there for you to read it. And then if you will just familiarize yourself with those talking points, it will help you much more when witnessing to these individuals and they are throwing those talking points out there to you. That's first of all. As far as the parents, understand this has got nothing that God can't handle. And I know a lot of parents are get impatient. They are embarrassed by this or they want their kids out of that lifestyle. But you must understand you don't know what the root core issues are. Additionally, you don't know if they're not thinking that they are LGBT because of the grooming in the school system. That's why it's so important to sit down and talk to your children. And most importantly, you must allow them to share whatever they are going through and not react negatively. Because if you do, it will shut them down and they're not going to talk to you. And then you have no framework of what's really going on. And for many, I've seen them actually push their kids into that lifestyle. And even I, I cut my father off for four years. I didn't even talk to him. I had no godly influences. It's a very delicate situation. Yes, but communication is key. Prayer, patience, let God handle it on his, in his own timing. But here's a simple prayer that you can simply pray when it comes to your children is to pray that God will not allow them to have any peace in that lifestyle and to destroy all relationships that keep them tied to that lifestyle. That's the beginning. But at the same time that God will do whatever it takes short of taking their life to get them to wake up and to bring them out of that bondage. Because at the end of the day, our, our comfort shouldn't be the concern. We are concerned about their souls and we don't want them to die and go to hell. But be patient. And I will say this, Dr. Hansen, I've seen cases of where God has dealt with the parents first, because a lot of parents, a lot of Christians, they talk a good game, but they don't really put their faith in God. And I've seen God's act, God actually bring parents to their knees, and he's worked on them first. And I've seen LGBT individuals who've seen the changes in their own parents that then started to make a difference in their own life. So you have no idea how God may work this situation out. But again, don't give up hope. We have the power because of prayer, and it's nothing that God can't handle. Amen. Amen. Very good. What suggestions would you give Christians who go to pride parades in order to talk about Jesus? It's most important that Christians don't go down there with their bullhorns and their turn or burn signs or your fags are going to hell. All you're going to do is cause the LGBT community to become more hardened and resistant to the message because it would just infuriate me when I would see that at the pride parades. But I know if you go down to the pride parades where so many of them are broken, if you simply have little tracks about your church and just a brief thing on this, the gospel and the plan of salvation and how much God loves them, if you go down there and hand out little bottles of water because it's usually very hot. And you just say to the individuals, hey, we just want to give you a tract and a bottle of water. Can I give you a hug? Can I pray for you? And you'll be surprised that your kindness is going to melt some of their hearts because they're not used to people being kind to them. And they've had parents that have disowned them and kicked them out of the house. So one surefire way of reaching them is to extend compassion. Who doesn't want to be prayed for or who doesn't at least want a hug? And you're going to make more headway in, by going down that path than just sitting down there screaming and, and calling it you know, everything and just upsetting the individuals. Get them into the church 
and then try to uh, help them that way. And hopefully they'll hear the, uh, the truth of God's word and the Holy Spirit will convict them. What would you say to parents who still have children in the public school system? Get them out. Bottom line, I don't care what you have to do. Understand, I've seen the curriculum, and I have this information on my on page two of my website. I have tried to expose as much of this as I can, and parents would be shocked and mortified as to what they are actually doing behind the backs of parents, even slowly grooming and transitioning your children to the opposite sex. And they will openly state, we want to make sure this doesn't get out there. And I have actually have undercover footage from O'Keefe and media group of where liberal teachers are caught on camera, undercover, admitting they know they only have nine months to groom the children. So do whatever you can to get them out because the curriculum from K through 12 is they are grooming them every year with more and more of this filth and perversion. And by the time they graduate school, their minds are going to be so twisted by this filth. What would you say to those parents if their children choose to go to a liberal college or university? If I had children, I would say to them, if you want to go to a fundamentalist, Bible-believing Christian college or university, I will help pay your way and do whatever I can to help you get that college education. But if you choose to opt to go to a liberal college or university, I'm not contributing one dime to the destruction of your mind. Because I know of one lady girl who was raised in a Christian school from K through 12. She went off to a liberal college and within one semester, she now identifies as a lesbian atheist. That's how quickly they undid it. I would not contribute one dime. And I would tell them, if you're starving, I'll give you a bologna sandwich, but I'm not giving you one dime to contribute to the destruction of your mind in a liberal university or college. We must get these children out of these college schools or these liberal schools and universities. What is the reality of the LGBTQ lifestyle that most people don't know about? First of all, the sexually transmitted diseases. They hardly talk about AIDS anymore, but so many of the, of the individuals are HIV positive. Additionally, the dangers of meeting the strangers for sex, a number of individuals who are usually raped, robbed, drugged, murdered. Um, And in addition to that, the domestic violence issues, not only with the gay men, but even in the lesbian community, it is substantially higher, not to mention the depression, the loneliness, the isolation, the suicidal thoughts, and those who do attempt suicide because it's such a youth-oriented culture. And what people don't know is that, yes, while you can find other like-minded people in that community, once your looks and fade and you start to age in that community and your body falls apart, you're not desired anymore. It's just a meat market. So here you are, an old gay man or lesbian woman, and what do you have? Your family's probably passed away. Your partners, your friends have passed away, and you find yourself more alone and isolated. And what do you have to show for your life other than partying and sex? There's more to life than sexuality. So it's important that they know that there is a life outside of that and that can be found in Christ. And that's the only way they're going to try and and find true peace and happiness. So true. Why is a transgender ideology so dangerous? What are we not being told? They are give the medical community and the media are giving the narrative that, oh, you can take some cross-sex hormones and have some cross-sex surgeries and you can change your gender. What they are not talking about is the side effects, the risks, the botched surgeries, the increased risk in heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, not to mention 
many of the former trans individuals who are detransitioning. And you can find their stories on YouTube. Just type in transition regret. And if you'll listen to their stories and listen to what they are telling you as to what happened to them when they went down this path with the surgeries, they are so distraught and in despair. And some of them are starting to now sue their uh, doctors. But many of them are saying we should never have been fast tracked down this path. We should have been given counseling and they regret it. And especially when you have the body parts removed, there's a whole onslaught of other issues that are coming that happen with that, that we don't have time to go into. But if you listen to their heartbreaking stories, this is all a sham and the medical community is getting rich. And these LG, these trans individuals are nothing but guinea pigs who are left to pick up the pieces of their shattered lives. And if they thought they had problems before, now they have an onslaught of other problems with this. Wow. Regarding the drag queen story hour, what would you tell parents who take their children to these events or see them as harmless? I lived with a drag queen, so I know the drag community. And these parents who take their children to these events are grooming these children. They are allowing them to think that this is okay. But what they don't understand is that it, when you go into the gay bars and you are watching these drag performers, it is a very adult-oriented program. A lot of sexual innuendo, sometimes very perverse, foul language, not to mention the drinking, the drugs, the predators that are already in the clubs as it is behind the scenes, the drugs, the sex that's going on. This is something you would not want any child to be, uh, your own child to be exposed to. So they present it as harmless and fun, but you really don't know, understand the drag world and what happens again that comes as a part of being in that community with the gays and lesbians and just understanding what really goes on in that lifestyle. And the drag queen is a man. Yes. Mm -hmm. From a godly biblical perspective, what would you say to Christians who support the LGBTQ agenda? Again, God's word clearly outlines what is perverse, wicked, and an abomination, and what it's like to live a holy life. And when you push people down that path, it is everything that God's word stands against. And again, you are pushing them into further rebellion against God. And not only that, you really are harming those individuals. I am so thankful that I had Christians who cared enough about me to speak the truth, or else I may still be trapped in that bondage. And again, I want to remind those Christians, if you've supported this because you thought it was the right thing to do, which, of course, we want to love and treat people with respect. But Jesus still, even dealing with the woman at the well and the woman caught in adultery, called out their sin, but they were still required to repent and sin no more. We must call it out. And again, if, you know, if you've supported it out of ignorance, ask God to forgive you and undo that damage with your loved ones. Or else when you stand before judge God on judgment day, now you will not be able to claim ignorance because now you know, and I believe the judgment is going to be worse for you. So please repent and stop this and let's stand against this agenda. 15 seconds, if you can do it. What would you say to the general public who are told that if you don't support LGBTQ individuals, they might harm themselves? It's a lie. And even in liberal Europe, they're killing themselves as they are here in conservative America. It's the lifestyle that makes you depressed and suicidal and rebelling against God. Ladies and gentlemen, you watch, listen to the warning program. A great interview with George Carneal from Queer to Christ. Again, go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. You can watch and listen to the interviews. Join Eagle Saving Nations and give us your best donation to sound the alarm even on national television. God bless you.